Predictions are dangerous. We absolutely need more inventory. The Fed doesn't actually have a lot of tools to regulate inflation. That cash has dried up. Wow, is my first thought, Bruce. If both parties don't win, it doesn't happen. The Real Look. Trending News. G'day. Today's Wednesday, May 31st. I'm Bruce Hardy. And I'm Chase Williams. And this is the news you need to know. Well, Chase, the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge bounced higher in April, underscoring Fed Chair Jerome Powell's warnings that reining in price hikes is likely to be bumpy. (laughs) That's an understatement. In fact, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index rose 4.4% for the 12 months ended in April, and that's up from a 4.2% increase seen in March, and that's according to data released Friday by the Commerce Department. What thinks you of this? Well, it's pretty fascinating, Bruce, to watch the spending habits of the consumer. It seems to be quite addictive behavior, if you will. (laughs) As a whole, we continue to spend more and more. Even if you strip out the inflation numbers, the actual spending is still up. So we're spending more even if you take out all of the increase in inflation. That's also causing the savings rate to continue to decline, the lowest that it's ever been, right? So we have people spending more money and saving less. And certainly, as it pertains to inflation, that is a real challenge. They're trying to rein it in. They're doing what they can, specifically with these rate hikes. And yet, people still continue to spend more. I just think that that's incredibly fascinating. And it demonstrates that getting a hold of inflation is tricky. It's challenging. There's not a perfect plan or a perfect thing that you can do as a federal government to just rein it in immediately. And that's what we're experiencing. That bumpiness is what that is. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, right? I mean, let's get perspective. I mean, since March of last year, the Fed has hiked the benchmark interest rate 10 consecutive times, right? In an effort to cool demand and bring down inflation. What's interesting is we're seeing inflation coming down. We probably did hit the peak at 9.1, but I'm not sure it's cooling demand. That's the challenge. Just before the Commerce Department data was released on Friday, markets had the probability of a Fed pause, so not having any rate increase in the month of June, at 54.2%. So odds on they weren't going to raise the rate. And that was according to CME FedWatch. A little more than an hour later, after that news came out, those odds shifted to a 58.5% probability of a quarter point rate hike. So, yeah, I think this news is actually going to put pressure on the Fed to have to continue to raise rates. And we know that that's having all sorts of different impacts across the economy. Yeah, absolutely, Bruce. And I think that they're trying to do it in what they would describe as a delicate way in order not to trigger a recession. But again, when you're using a blunt force object to rein in something, it's hard to do it delicately. So it'll be interesting to see when they meet next month if they raise the rate again. And it looks like maybe they'll need to. Hopefully, Washington will be able to get their act together and get this debt ceiling legislation passed so that they can move on and we don't go into default, because if that happens, then, of course, all bets are off. Well, in other news, Chase, home builders whose sentiment hit the midpoint mark of 50 earlier this month for the first time since July of 2022 have yet another reason to celebrate. In fact, the sales pace of new homes has also increased for the fifth consecutive month. And that's according to data published on Tuesday by the U.S. Census Bureau and the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or as we commonly know, HUD. 
the sales pace rose, and this is the sales pace for new homes, rose 4.1%. So what do you think is driving that, Chase? Well, I think, Bruce, you've had a lot of home starts in the pipeline, if you will, over the last few years that are now coming to market. And certainly as it compares to the relatively lower inventory and fewer homes coming to market of existing homes, you're starting to see that percentage change. Matter of fact, in April, new single family home sales were about 14% of total sales nationwide. And typically they account for less than 10%. So that's a pretty strong indicator that, you know, home builders are, as you would expect, taking advantage or getting the advantage of overall low inventory, right? If you're one of the product options and as a new home, you would be, and there's less total options, that's to your advantage. By the way, it's also to the advantage of those existing homes that are coming on the market. And we're seeing that happen with still multiple offers for well-priced homes and the average price actually ticking up, right? So it's an advantage to all the inventory that's available, and these home builders are a recipient of that advantage. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, if we go back pre-pandemic to May of 2019, we're seeing the national inventory of single-family homes is down more than 50%, right? And that's going to be the driver of this. You know, unfortunately, and I wish it were true, we'd love to see the builders bring on more inventory. And yet they're still struggling with labor and with supply issues. We'll just take it for what it is. I'm not surprised at all to see that sales are up in new construction. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, Bruce, how long this lower existing inventory persists, right? It's been persisting for quite some time as a lot of these homeowners are what are some are calling locked into these crazy low rates that they had from the previous market and wanting to avoid if they can these higher rates that now they're going to experience if they were to sell. That can't last forever though, Bruce, right? We know that most home sales are triggered by legitimate life events that are going to happen regardless of rates, right? So even though you might be able to hold on another six months or a year, hoping maybe rates will come down, eventually a lot of these folks are going to have to sell. And that means that some of this advantage for the new builders could potentially dry up or go back to what you might think of as normal. They've also been really good, Bruce, about offering incentives to home buyers to try to ease some of that affordability issue that we're experiencing in the marketplace and even incorporating the occasional price drop to make sure that they're continuing to move through that inventory that they're bringing to market. Home builders are typically pretty good about that. They don't want to sit on that inventory because they can't afford to versus maybe an existing home seller that could continue to pay the mortgage and kind of ride it out or wait it out. You know, not that that's a good idea, but they could do that, right? So home builders are staying active and moving their inventory. Well, Chase, as our listeners know, we sort of steer away from predictions and with good reason, right? I mean, we've seen home prices coming down since June of last year. However, U.S. home prices rose 0.7% in March from a year earlier, and that notched a second consecutive month of annual increases. What are your thoughts around this? Because, you know, we were seeing prices starting to come down, and now we're seeing a little uptick. Do you think that we're going to see prices go up again? What do you think? You know, Bruce, I think generally we're going to see prices kind of hold fairly steady, which means that you might see a slight increase or a slight decrease. And of course, as we always remind our listeners, it's going to depend on where you live because these prices are very local. You'll see in this 
report that some states were up almost double digits in their average price point. By the way, 43 states, the price increased, the average price increased. So out of 50, that's a pretty high percentage, but it means that in seven, it actually didn't or went down. So you got to pay attention to your local market. My prediction though, Bruce, is that unless something dramatically changes, again, I hate using the word prediction, but something's going to have to dramatically change with interest rates or dramatically change with the inventory that's coming to market in order for prices to move much. You've got this low inventory in general that is going to keep prices pretty steady and potentially even increasing like we're seeing slightly, even though demand is overall down compared to the last several years because of higher rates. Until you get much, much, much more inventory to help drive prices down, and we're not seeing any indication that that's going to happen dramatically, then you're going to have at least, at least a kind of a steady average price point, if not slightly increasing. My prediction, quote unquote. I think that's right. And I think this is the challenge that the economists have, right, in trying to predict the economy right now, is it's so volatile. And this historically low inventory really is creating all sorts of challenges for us. In my mind, you know, the only thing that would really slow down demand enough so that the inventory wasn't an issue, we would have to see interest rates spike massively, go up, right? And that would just pull buyers out of the market. And then all of a sudden now there's no demand and then supply would be there. So yeah, this is fascinating. I don't know that we're going to see prices go back into the, like you said, certainly not to the growth that we've seen over the last 10 years. But you know, there is no bad time to buy real estate, Chase. I mean, if you're looking to hang on to it for the long term, anytime's a good time. Yeah, you can almost always look back, say, seven to 10 years, Bruce, and wish that you'd bought more real estate if that's part of your wealth building strategy. And I don't think this point in time is going to be any different. We look back in seven to 10 years, maybe we'll still be doing this, Bruce, and we'll get the opportunity. But My guess is that, you know, we'll all wish we'd bought more real estate right now in spring or early summer of 2023. I think that should be encouraging to our listeners, those real estate agents, as an opportunity to be encouraging to those potential buyers that are in your database, right? Like buying real estate is still a great thing to do if you can. Waiting is usually something that you regret. Don't miss this Friday's Northern Lights episode where we'll interview Kelly Quinn with Fidelity National Home Warranty in Spokane, Washington. Thanks again for tuning in with us on The Real Look. This podcast is produced by Marissa Frost. Visit kwnwr.com to access the show notes from today's episode. Head over to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe to The Real Look. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with a breakdown of all things real estate.